Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back here to another awesome episode of You Got This with your host Sandy and Donnie from Your New Life Ministries. And we have a special uh, episode today. This is season two, episode 16. Uh, discovery, society's changes, and what we mean by that is, is society desensitizing us in the 21st century? Are you standing firm in your beliefs, or are you letting society change you to, uh, for the better or for the worse? What I mean by that is, are we letting society say, oh, well, it's just a small thing, it's no big deal, we'll, we'll, we'll teach our kids. Are you letting kids read offensive materials, such as um, stuff that our parents won't let us when we were kids for a reason? What, uh, how are you letting society ch- um, uh, motivate you? Uh, what are you doing to um, c- uh, uh, let them confirm or, or or the other way around? Are you, Or are you, long story short, standing for Christ or are you standing for society? That's what it should have said anyway. But uh, Long story short, but we're going to talk about that in this particular episode. We're going to let the, uh, have the Bible tell us what we should be doing versus what we're letting Earth tell us to do. Yes, and so I am glad to be here. Uh, more and more today, the people around you try to make you afraid, and they and it tries to in that you allow when you don't stand up for God. And what you believe in, in your faith, you're allowing society and their wishes and, and what they try to make you do bigger than God. Who's bigger? Who's the creator? And why are you allowing them to make you afraid? You're making that situation, even in the daily problems you go through, when you let it get you afraid, you're making that problem become bigger than God. And it all comes down to, do you trust him? Do you love him? Is your faith firmly planted in him? Because if you don't stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. That's found in Isaiah, I think it's 7 verse 9. And so we're going to start off and I'm going to read, Daniel chapter 1, verses 3 through 8, if you like to follow along in your Bible. We're coming to a time, this is when um, um, Daniel and his three friends were taken into captivity. uh, And they were taken into the king's service. So let's begin reading. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz chief of his court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among those who were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, 
Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. This is important, people. To Daniel, the name Belshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official permission not to defile himself this way. How many times do we allow society, do we allow the schools to try to, that are trying to change our Christian character and of our children, one's children that we raise and the ones we've raised them to be by the books they want them to read? topics they want them to study. Do you believe? Are you standing up for your faith? God created you. He knew you when you were in your mother's womb. Read Psalm 139. He chose you and God doesn't make mistakes. If he made you a man, you're a man. If he made you a woman, you're a woman. And God was not confused. Society's trying to change that. Jesus died on the cross. He was alive when they nailed his hands and his feet to that cross. He was alive when they beat him beyond human recognition and put a crown of thorns into his head, dug into his head, blood running down his face. And when he was carrying that cross, his body was all whelped and beaten, beaten beyond human recognition. It says that in Isaiah 52, verse 14 and 15. And he did that for all of us. Weary from that, he still carried an over 300 pound cross up the hill to Golgotha, where they nailed him to it. Now that is love. And how can society say anything different? Hate? I think not. That was love. But yet you can't mention Jesus in, in the schools. But you can sure bring up Harry Potter in there, which is about witchcraft, which God is against. It's time for parents, moms and dads, to stand up for their children. And for what they're trying to get them to read and stand up. Yeah. Same gender bathrooms. Are, I mean, really. They're trying to change that. Well, boys and girls can go to the bathroom at the same time. And when that first came up, when it first started. It, there was people saying that they were a transgender just to go into the girls' bathrooms and get a look. Come on, people. Start standing up for your faith and get up off your uh, pew seats and, you know, where you just go to church on Sundays and start believing that you are a child of God, a child of the Most High God and Creator. Are you going to allow society to, com to conform you, to change you to the way they want you to be? That is our first topic. So what are you doing as parents? Are you standing up and fighting this tyranny? Are you standing up and fighting for your families? Are you standing up and fighting for God? That is ultimately your choice. Are you going to sit back and let society tell you that you are not their parents when they're in schools? The schools are responsible for the kids while they're there? 
Parenting doesn't stop at certain times of the day. It doesn't stop when certain times of the year. You are a parent 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. Parenthood doesn't stop when your kid turns 18. My father will attest to that because I lived with him until I was 30. Which is really sad, but that's another story on itself. But the point of the matter is, you are a parent till the day you die. You're you're responsible for your kids' well-being until they're 18. Yes. But you don't stop being their parent when they turn 18. There is no contract for when parenthood ends. Never has, never will. So if your kids in school, they come home and say, oh, oh, we're, we're in charge of reading this book. You have the right to tell that teacher you're not reading that book. You have the right to tell that teacher you're not wearing a certain type of clothing. You have the right to tell that teacher you're not going to a certain bathroom. You have the ultimate right to tell that parent, you are the parent, you don't tell my kid what they wear, where they go, what bathroom they use. You do. Time to man up and tell these schools who it is in charge. So what do you want your children to learn? Are you going to be the one to teach your children? And are you going to be the ones to set the example for them? Do you go along with your employers when they tell you to use dishonest skills? Or when they're telling you to write something down on a report that's not true? Are you going along with the things that your friends want you to do that you know is not right? Proverbs twenty twenty three says the Lord detests different weights and dishonest skills. Do not please him. So do you worship God? Or do you worship people? Because the people and the things that you allow yourself to be controlled by, the ones that you make bigger than God is the ones that you worship. It's saying that you're more afraid of them than the God and creator of heaven and earth, the one who gave you life and the one who could sure take, take it away in an instant. Galatians 1, 6 through 10 says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach another gospel than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, and so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you uh, a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Who are you trying to please? Society is wanting you to conform to their ways because we have free will. And so, yes. They want to use it to fulfill their own lusts and they want you to go along with it and you're some you're bad if you don't go along with them but you have to stand your ground if you don't stand firm in your faith you won't stand at all society is wanting to change you are you going to allow them to do that well my answer to that is no because i'm going to fight for my kids every step of the way i'm not going to let them read a book that my daddy's new, my, my daddy's new pal 
or my daddy's new roommate were to tie that book because it's not going to happen. They're going to read what they're what is appropriate for them to read at all times. They're going to go to the bathroom that is appropriate for their natural born gender at all times. I am the parent. They are the school. They're supposed to be teaching my kid reading, writing, and arithmetic. Heck, Catholic schools only teach cursive writing anymore. How are they going to sign a contract for a house when they don't even know how to sign their name on a document? How are they going to buy a car if you don't sign your name on a sales contract? These schools are not teaching our kids a thing anymore. Personally, if I had my way about it, if I had kids, I would remove my kids from public schools altogether. I would teach my kids at home where they will learn what they need to learn from me. I am the parent. They learn, they learn what I learn. They will learn how to do multiplication the right way, not none of this boxes crap that they're teaching in Common Core crap. They will learn what I learned when I was in school, when I actually taught something when I was in school. Yes, so our next topic is society wants to change you to fit them in their purpose, right? In Daniel 1, 6 through 7, it says, Daniel and his friends were taken into the king's service and were given pagan names of false gods. Daniel, whose name means God is judge, was given Belshazzar, which means may Baal protect his life. Hananiah, whose name means Yahweh is gracious, was given Shadrach, which means command of a coup, the moon god. Michelle, whose name means who is God, which means who compares to God. He was given Meshach, which means who is a, who is what a coup is. Lastly, Azariah, which means whom Yahweh helps, was given Abednego, which means servant of Neba, the fire god. In each instance, they were given pagan names opposite the meaning of their true name, to corrupt their principles and morals. Doesn't that sound kind of familiar? They were trying to turn them into one of them and change their character and their worship of, to their gods and wild living, which is meant by the moon god. That's the nightlife, trying to see, oh, it's okay, it's okay. Remember back in, you know, as we look at, Things that were shown back in the 50s and the TV back then, and even the commercials back then, they wouldn't even show Elvis but from the waist up. And look what they're showing on TV today. Look at the commercials they're doing today. And how they portray women as, a, as an object. They use sex to sell everything possible on the, on the TV today. And so we know this by verse 8, which they tried to make them eat the royal foods. Society norm is to live the nightlife. Go clubbing and bar hopping. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Mark 8.36 says, What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? How often do we experience the same thing from friends, relatives, and co-workers in schools trying to change us and our children from the person we've become through Jesus Christ to be more like them in the ways of the world? 1 John 2, 15 through 17 says, Do not love the world or anything of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires will pass away, but whoever does the will of God will live forever. 
Exactly. So what are we doing? Are we allowing society to corrupt our minds? Are we allowing society to get one inch, then they take a mile? Are we standing up for our principles? Are we standing up for who created us? And are we standing up for our family and what God has in store for us? I, I, I mean, personally, I know I'm standing up for my beliefs in God and beliefs in what the, he has taught me and the beliefs that I believe that I should be teaching my family. And I try to do that every day. I'm not going to let this world corrupt me. It may be corrupting other people out there, but, you know, my wife and I, we watched a good movie. We actually watched two good movies yesterday. One, being courageous about a father who actually stood up after a tragic accident and uh, changed his entire life and became a better father that he was called to be by God. And he uh, brought his family, uh, brought his fa uh, friends along, too, in the police department. Awesome movie, guys. I'll check it out. called Courageous. And lastly, we watched last night until my wife and I fell asleep, uh, was a movie called The Encounter, where these five uh, motorists went to a diner because the road was closed down. Awesome movie as well. But the point of all this is my wife and I had a chance this weekend to spend a lot of time together that we haven't had in a long time. And by the grace of God, we was able to do that. And we rekindled a lot that we haven't done. And we actually done more for our faith and ministry that we haven't done in a few weeks. So I think it helped us out quite a bit this past weekend. But the point of all this is, are you spending time with your family and are you letting society corrupt you? And I'm going to continue on reading a point B. Schools are trying to get our children to read books against our beliefs. Well, they've been doing that since the 50s and 60s. Now it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. They allow Harry Potter in the libraries, which... I never even heard of Harry Potter before 20 years ago, and I still haven't watched one movie of it, and based on what I've been hearing about, I don't want to read any of it. And they've been putting a lot of other books in there. One, my father's a new roommate, which is completely disgusting. As a matter of fact, I think there's a lot of controversy on that book when it was actually first admitted into the school libraries, and honestly, I don't even know if that's even there anymore. But the point is, they're allowing pornography, and they're allowing same-sex reading material, and all this other nasty stuff going on in our school. What are we doing about it? Well, the school district in London, London, uh, Kentucky, I think it is, or Virginia, they're fighting the school boards on these particular materials. And I don't know if they got them out there yet, but it's been all over everywhere that they're trying to get this stuff out. The parents are finally stepping up. Are you stepping up for your family? And lastly, the, um, and uh, lastly, and this was called uh, gossip and adultery, which is happening in everywhere. It's just ridiculous. But we're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to play a song uh, called Courageous. Right back right there. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation that finally breaks the chains. We were made to be courageous We were made to be courageous We were warriors on the front lines Standing unafraid But now we're watchers on the sidelines While our families slip away Where are you men of courage? You were made for so much more Courageous, and we're taking back the fight. We were made. 
Going on to a third topic here. It's called Trust God. You are a child of El Shaddai, God Almighty, who is bigger. And who is bigger? Who is bigger? Is society bigger than our God? No, he is not. Anybody thinks otherwise is completely mistaken or completely wrong, however you want to put it. But God is put us on a planet for a reason. We're not going to, we have all different types of reasoning why he did this world. I believe he has a purpose for each and every person in this world, whether they choose to accept this purpose or not. That's completely up to you, but we'll continue on with this topic. Yes, and part of the way society is trying to change you, you really have to do your research even when you're um, voting for your political party because hardly any of them, any of them tell the truth now, and they, they are all to, out to line their own pockets in dishonest gain. And it is just rampant in our world. And are you going to allow them to do that? We need to have our eyes open. We need to be in our Bibles. 
We need to be praying. We need to be fellowshipping together with other believers. And are we allowing what society is trying to do? Are we going to allow it in our families? I mean, gossip is just another word for, oh, I'm just trying to get people to pray. No, gossip is gossip. And it's still, read the Bible, it's God's against it. He's against pornography. He's against all the lustful things of the eyes, as we just read in 1 John chapter 2. He's against adultery. He's against prospering by dishonest gain. God is against all of that. The king tried to get Daniel and his friends to eat the royal food, but they would not defile themselves. So how often does the world try to get us to defile ourselves and and get us to do something out of you know deceit, greed, gossip, self-focus, and self-promotion? Seeking yourself first instead of God. The focus is trying to become and trying to get us to be the same way as what they're focused on. And, oh, it's all in the best interest of the family. Oh, it's all in the best interest of the company. Well, what about what's in the best interest of God? Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do, no, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, consider others better than yourself. So, to turn this around, to stand up for your faith, are you going to trust God? You're a child of God, El Shaddai, God Almighty. Who is bigger, the people who he created or him? Actually, God, our creator. We must take a stand. We must take a stand for our beliefs and trust that God will protect us even when we stand up for him. Daniel and his friends did and were protected miraculously. Daniel was not harmed by the lion's den when he was thrown into the lion's den for not praying to their, to their, for praying to his God instead of theirs. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were, were sent into a fiery furnace for not bowing down to the image of Nebuchadnezzar. The world may turn up the heat seven times hotter as did with them. But you will not lose your job for not going along with dishonest gains. God will find you a better one. Daniel and his friends were promoted to the palace. Daniel 3.30. The king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the province of Babylon. How often do you partake of the world's table? We cannot stand for truth and to be a party of falsehood and immoral behavior in everyday life. You can't do both. You got to choose which one. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. You are either with Christ or you are against him. What are you going to choose? Consider the people of Israel. Do not, do not eat what sacrifice, um, the sacrifices, um, that they partake in the altar. Do I mean that the food sacrifice to an idol is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No, but sacrifices of the pagans offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want to be participants with the demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and cup of the demons too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. Are we trying to arouse the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than he? God will love Paul in the way he wrote. So what are you going to stand for? What are you going to stand for? Are you going to stand for truth? And these men, by that courageous movie that Donnie was just talking about, they signed that resolution 
to stand up and be the man of God and the father of God that they're called to be according to the Bible. But you can sign that resolution and you can speak it, but actually speak louder than words. And they had, they were tested to see if they were going to let their walk line up with their talk. Yeah, they were tested. One was tested by um, his ethics with his work. His boss asked him to lie on the paperwork and he would, he refused to lie and got promoted. Another one was tested by having drugs that he's supposed to take him down to the evidence locker and he kept part of it trying to sell it. He was busted and fired. And several other men were tested. One was tested by a daughter that he never met in his life and he actually started paying her paying her uh, mother child support and actually got to see his daughter first time ever in his life. The, the examples people keep going on and on and on. Are we going to do what God has called us to do and be rewarded later in life? Or are we going to let uh, the world corrupt us with all kinds of riches, and but they're going to corrupt our soul? Money is the root, or the love of money, I should say, is the root of all evil. We all know that. Look what money is doing to our world today. It is destroying the American way of life. It is destroying the American family. Are we going to let it continue on doing that? Or are we going to stand up for what God believes in and let God take care of us? Which he's already been doing for centuries, but we just haven't given the glory to do it. Yes. And so our next topic, there are tackle ways of excusing yourself without being offensive. You can stand your ground without being mean and hateful. There are tactful ways of doing that. There's tactful ways of standing up for your religious freedom and for your children's. Those who oppose our beliefs <coughs> took a stand and got prayer taken out of school. But who stood up to them? Just look at we, uh, what we as Christians could do if we would band together and stand instead of backing down in fear. Just think of what God could do through us if we take a stand and allow him to work through us. Matthew 10, 20 says, For it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. In Daniel chapter 1, verses 11 through 14, this is an example of this, is when uh, they tried to make Daniel and his friends eat their foods, and, and Daniel was not going to defile himself. So he says, so Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you in the appearance of the young men who had eaten the portion of the king's jealousies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them for ten days. And see, at the at the end of that, they came out looking better. So you don't have to get ugly in standing up for your ways. There are tactful ways of standing up. The point is, is to stand up for your faith and stop being afraid of just another person that are, is just another person and not a God. Your God is bigger. Yes, your God is bigger. And he will help you if something happens. He's always going to be there. Uh, 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 he calls us home for it, but the point is he's never going to leave our side. Just like the footprints in the sand parable. We ask God, oh, well, why, what happened? Uh, you said he's going to be with me. Now there's only uh, one set of footsteps. Where were you at? Like, he told them, I was the one who carried you. 
you, there was only one set of footsteps because it's me carrying you when you got tired, got weary, and got weak in the legs. Point of that is, we're never alone. God is always going to be with us. No need to be afraid of what happens in this world because this world isn't our resting place. Continue on. Like I said, don't be, do not be afraid. God is with you like he always will be. He will never uh, leave you or forsake you. There is no reason, to, and there is no need to be afraid. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the ability to behold it. It, it is within us. We just need to rise up out of the spirits in faith. Second Timothy one is one six through eight says, "For this reason, I remind you to fan into the flames the gift of God, which is in you through." The lying on my hands for the spirit of God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or mine or me, his prisoner. The Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus did not run from the cross. He carried it. Second Corinthians 10, 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have the divine power to demolish the stronghold. Yeah, so the Holy Spirit gives us the power to be bold. We just have to call on him. Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you, to comfort you, to encourage you, to give you the words to say? Are you calling on him? Because that's why the Lord sent him into our hearts to comfort us, to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to give us what to say. As we just read that in that verse, you can stand up in love and you can stand up in faith and without being hateful or offensive. Are you allowing the Lord to do it? Are you just going to back down? What if people would have banded together back then when they tried to get prayer taken out of school and won? Because no one, no Christian stood up against them. Parents, you need to start standing up for your children. Or I just pity the way schools are going to look like if we don't. In society, we have a voice. We have a voice. Go to the voting booth. You don't have to stand up and use dishonest skills at work. You don't have to go along with those people who are going out to those places that you know you shouldn't be at. And if your job gets taken away because you won't do something dishonest, God will give you a bigger one. Trust in your God. Trust him and stand up for him. Who do you trust more, the creator or the people he created? Psalm 24, verse 8 says, Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. God is the creator, not man. You should fear God and trust in him and not be afraid of the man, us, who he created. Psalm 118, 6 says, the Lord is with me and I will not be afraid. What can mere mortal men do to me? Yes, what can, what can a mere mortal do to us? Nothing more than we're already doing to ourselves. We're the ones that's destroying this country. We're the ones that's destroying this world. We are decaying the very foundation that God created. We're becoming so immoral that God don't even recognize us he created this world for us to prosper, and we're doing nothing but destroying it with our sin, degradation. Let me look at the, the children of Egypt. He brought them out of Egypt. 
which I know I've referenced this thing a lot, but it's such a perfect reference to you. He brought those kids out of Egypt, gave them freedom. As soon as they got a little taste of freedom, Moses, like, what are you people doing? I was only gone on the mountain for a short time, and you come back, and you're worshiping a golden calf, whom you built. You couldn't wait till I come back down here with the commandments that God just gave me? That's exactly what happened. We get lost, and we can't wait two minutes for God to give us more instructions. Well, we go on taking take it upon ourselves. But anyway, we'll get back on top here. If we remain silent, like I was just doing, if we do not stand when we feel the Holy Spirit tugging at our hearts to do so, is it the same as opposing him? Well, that's what the children of Egypt did. John three thirty six, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. You are either with him or not. You cannot have it both ways. Luke 20, uh, 11, 23 says, Who is, Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever who does not gather with me scatters. Stand firm. The Lord will have you back, have you, will back you up. And he is the creator and God of all. And there is no, uh, no one other. And there's no other, nothing in all creation greater than he. First John 4, 4 says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcame them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. See, God will God will call you, but if you keep on rejecting him, he's going to give you what you want, what rejection. He is not going to stand with you at all. Why should he? You're pushing him away. He's trying to call you. You're saying, I don't want you. Yes, and on that fact, God gave us all free will, and he respects that because he doesn't want to make people love him. I don't want to make people love me. I want them to love me because they want to, because otherwise it's not true love. Well, since we're created in his image, God wants the same thing. He's gentle and humble in heart. And he loves us, and he gives us so much grace and mercy. So he's not going to force himself on anyone. And so because of that, we have free will. So if you read, I read this somewhere and I really love it. And it, it uh, was sad. I forget where I read it. But they, they said regarding free will, if you reject God in life, know that he is a respecter of your free will. And he is certainly not going to force himself on you in death. I really love that because that is so true. You can't have it both ways. So you never know what kind of difference you can make if you would just stand firm in your faith. And it's just like Mordecai told Esther in Esther 4.14 when she had to go before the king because Haman was trying to kill all the Jews. And he wanted her to go up and speak to the king. And, and, and she told him that, you know, you're not allowed to go up unless, you know, he calls you because uh, you can be put to death. And that's the same thing. That was a fear tactic that, that the enemy was trying to put into her. And this is what Mordecai told her. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. 
but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you may have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Maybe you were put in the place that you're at, in the job, in the family that you're in for such a time as this. Maybe you have the friends that you have right now for such a time as this because God wants you to be a voice. And maybe they need to hear truth. There's a verse in the Bible that says iron sharpens iron. That means we know from the people around us by the irritations, the frustrations, and, and the events that it causes within us, the things within us that we need to change. But it also works the other way around. They may see some things within themselves that they need to change. And maybe you're standing up for truth and being bold might make an impression on them. Say, well, you know, if they can stand up for truth, I can too. See, maybe you're there for such a time as this to make a difference in Christ and to be his hands, his feet, and his voice to a world in need. So do you take a stand? Are you faithful to him? Or do you allow people, God's creation, that they're no better than you? They're human being. They still have blood running through their veins just like you. Are you allowing them to make you afraid? Choose this day whom you will serve, as Joshua said. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Exactly. So in closing today, ask yourself this question. Are you protecting your family? Are you protecting uh, your, your faith? Are you standing up for society? Or are you standing with society, allowing them to corrupt your mind? That is a $5,000 question. Me and my wife, we know where we stand. We stand with God Almighty, and we always have, and we always will. Are you standing Are you standing for them, him as well? So in closing, um, just always remind uh, all right, my wife uh, just told me she wants to pray, so we're gonna, I'm going to allow her to close with a prayer. Yes, I always love to pray with y'all before we close. And please keep going, send us your prayer requests or topics you may want us to talk about. Uh, or if you have a question you want answered, um, please do so. Visit our website at yournewlifeministries.org or, uh, and fill out the contact us page. Or... Um, uh, go to our e and email us at info at your new life ministries .org. Um, Just check us out. Check out our blogs. Uh, check out our, you know, uh, past podcasts. They're all on there for you to listen to. Uh, and check out our story. Um, and we love hearing from you. And we just want to thank all the people that listen to us all over the United States. We have people in Europe. We have people in Russia. We have people in in South America and Canada and in Mexico and we have people um, in in the Netherlands we have people in all over Europe and I just want to thank all of y'all all of y'all for listening to us and we just appreciate you and I just would like to pray for you dear Heavenly Father I ask you just to touch that one's heart listening that really needs to hear a word from you 
Lord. And that one that's really down and just maybe don't understand where they're at. And give them word, give them word, give them instruction, Lord. Give them signs that they know it's you, God. And Lord, touch their heart. Lord, for that one who's maybe facing a crisis, like what we were talking about in our episode, and give them the faith and the courage to stand, to take a stand, and to be that voice, because you never know that one might be the one you want to use to make a difference, just like Esther. Lord, and I pray for those ones who are needing some sort of provision that you provided. And for those who need healing, I pray for that miracle. I pray for that healing. And for those ones who have lost loved ones, that you provide the people in their pathway to save them. And I declare that they are saved and born again. And for those ones, Lord God, that were really needing a miracle and a deliverance and a turnaround. And that may be in danger, I pray for an angel to come their way. I pray, Lord God that you would just provide and minister and heal and comfort for each and every person listening to that need that they have. And I pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you for being with us and listening to us. And we have a special episode coming up on May 14th. Um, we have a sp very special interview, so please look uh, forward to that. Uh, Laura Beth Ryan of Cheerful Hearts Ministry, and she has been through it. She was bedridden for many, many years, and she I'm not going to tell her story and give it away, but she has overcome all that. She has had one illness after the other and overcome that. Now she has a boy. She's a life coach. Uh, she has her own greeting cards ministry called Cheerful Hearts. And from all the poems that she uh, has written while she was bedridden. And she had some very dark times when she didn't understand, but she became immovable. And she overcame with the power and the love and the help and the strength of Lord God Almighty and Holy Spirit in his Holy Spirit. And so you won't want to miss that episode to hear her story and just hear from her where you can reach her uh, and, and see more about her and maybe purchase. Uh, she has some of her poetry on um on beautiful background pictures you can find on her website. So please tune in uh, May 14th when we interview her. And check out um, our books. I got a new one coming out called The Train Ride, One Woman's Journey, and a children's book on bullying and, and learning to forgive. It's called Molly's Journey. And don't forget Donnie's story, um, My Pathway to Jesus Christ. You're going to find how... Uh, even in his 24-hour, never go seven days a week, it never ends migraines that he lives with. But how that was instrumental in leading him to the Lord from atheism. You need to check out that book uh, and and read about his story. Yes, that's right. So check it all on our, check it out all on our website at yournewlifeministries.org. And again, we'll be right back here next week with another a special episode. And on the May 14th, we'll have that interview coming right on to you. So in closing, always remember, you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you later, people. Bye-bye.